1: Comic Roundup number 14 on the list. I do thank you for tuning in. I am your host, the Cartoon Cowboy himself, Maverick. And this week we've got a pretty packed show set up for you. A lot of news, a lot of interesting news coming out of comics this week. I've also have as promised not one, but as it turns out two Funko collector boxes to unbox, plus another episode of The Six Shooter, and a whole lot more. So thank you for tuning in on this Sunday morning here on the Totally Driven Entertainment Network. We have a lot to get into, like I said, so we're going to jump right in with the news. This week, the CW Network has given early renewals for Season 6 of Arrow, Season 3 of Legends of Tomorrow, season four of The Flash, and season three of Supergirl. So all these shows getting a lot of attention and ratings through the CW, and they've all been approved for another season. If you're a fan of the show, that's really, really exciting. Um, I know I enjoy them. So you got your – actually, I don't think it's now Monday through Friday. I think they moved it around a little bit, but it was at one point, Monday through Thursday, Superheroes on television on the CW, but I think they just flipped the, the schedule around going into the new year. Staying on that topic in the same vein, DC universe have, and the television universe has announced a special flash Supergirl crossover that is going to be a musical episode or a musical crossover. That is confirmed that the Batman brave and the bold villain, the music Meister is going to play a part in that episode. Now, from what I understand, I didn't watch the show, but both the actors who play Supergirl, the actor who play Flash, appeared in Glee. So they both have some singing chops, and they've been joking about a episode, a musical episode, but it looks like it's going to happen. And the Music Meister, who was voiced by Neil Patrick Harris in Batman Brave and the Bold, going to be making an appearance in that show. So it's going to be offbeat. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm actually looking forward to it. Uh, we'll see what happens. No air date has been given yet, but hopefully... We'll hear more about it in the future. And one more topic since the CW was busy this week. Constantine is coming to the CW seed as an animated series with Matt Ryan returning to the titular character. Now, Constantine was a show uh, on network television. It lasted about a season, and when it was canceled, it had a lot of fans upset. They had been hoping that the CW would pick it up because it's in their universe. They actually brought Constantine into their world and had him guest spot on Arrow starring Matt Ryan. But now it's continuing as an animated series on the CWC. Now I don't know why that was chosen. They've had other animated series. They've had Vixen on now. There's a new one, the Ray coming based on the DC comics character and now Constantine. So we'll see what happens there. If they weave the character back and forth, um, there is continuity in those worlds. Uh, Vixen has appeared. Um, on Legends of Tomorrow, and Slash and Arrow have appeared on the Vixen animated series. So Matt Ryan getting a lot of Constantine work because he's also voicing the character in the new Justice League Dark animated movie coming out later this year. You can now read many of the DC Rebirth collections or trade paperbacks for free if you have a library card. Participating libraries, or libraries who participate in the Hoopla app have access to the collections that you can read on your phone, tablet, or other smart device. This is something libraries have been doing for several books. DC has made their Rebirth collections available to this app, so if you have a library card, you can read these for free. You can get the app, download it, scan your library card, download it just like you would a library book. Seems pretty easy to use. I haven't messed with it much. But uh, an easy way to get in there and read some of these Rebirth collections. Now that the first six issues of all these series are out, DC is really making a mad push for the collections. There was actually TV commercials for comic books. I know. And now this Hoopla app, they're trying to get more and more people into the Rebirth, trying to get lapsed readers back into the Rebirth. Uh, seems like it's working. Most people I've talked to are pretty positive on it. Um, some things obviously are stronger than others, but the the overall consensus seems to be that Rebirth is working. And they like that the characters are, are at least similar to the characters they grew up on. And, uh, well, I'm not going to get into it too much because there's more news, but some of the other tie-in information is, is also very exciting. Marvel Comics announced this week a new Defenders ongoing comic series set for a June launch. The book will be written by Brian Michael Bendis, acclaimed comic and TV writer, and will feature a team best seen, or will be seen, um, on the Netflix miniseries. Daredevil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and Jessica Jones will make up the team. Now, these are the four main characters for the Netflix Marvel Universe, uh, Cinematic Universe branch. Iron Fist is coming out in... March, March 17th, that launches. The other three have already been on at least one season. Daredevil's been on two. All three have been renewed for season two. And uh, they're going to team up this summer in the defense, or the spring, I believe. There's fall? At one point during the calendar year. Yeah, no, it's going to be fall because March will be Iron Fist. And that'll lead into the Defenders. So, But in the summer, Marvel is making... Now, this isn't going to be based on the Netflix universe. It's going to be set in... Standard Marvel continuity, but it's going to have a, a, a look very much like the Netflix series, The Defenders. Probably a smart idea. Uh, you want to capitalize on what's popular right now. And right now, The Defenders is one of the best things Marvel's got going. Starting this April, Batman and The Flash will cross over in a four-part event called The Button. Which will begin to unravel the mystery of the Watchman's connection to the DC Universe Rebirth event. Now, I just mentioned uh, a little bit about that. This is what I was holding on for. In the end of Rebirth Number One, the book that launched the entire DC Rebirth universe, as it were, Batman discovered the bloody smiley face button of the comedian lodged into the Batcave, and this on top of uh, several other things uh, led to rampant speculation that the Watchmen are involved somehow in the Rebirth universe. More specifically, Dr. Manhattan. All the two greatest detectives in the DC universe, Batman and the Flash, are going to be investigating that button. It's probably going to lead into some big, big things. We talked about a big summer crossover that they're teasing, starring Batman. This could be the start of it. Are we going to get a Watchmen versus the Justice League series? Or are we going to get something different? Are we going to get something bigger? I guess time is going to tell, but this April, things will start. And the good thing about this is it's not a separate mini series. It's actually going to be tied into the monthly books, uh, two issues a piece for the two series. So that's really cool. Um. Pretty excited to see. We'll see how it ties in. It's been a long, slow process because you're looking over a year ago that Rebirth launched, and there's been very few clues. A couple in the Titans books with Wally West, who played a pivotal role in Rebirth. Um, Not a few here and there with Superman, a little tiny bit with Batman maybe, but overall they've kind of avoided, at least as far as we know, have avoided the Rebirth uh, mysteries looks like that's going to change come April. Called a surprising move by many, others would call it a downright plain dumb move, Marvel is resurrecting Ben Reilly, the Scarlet Spider, for a new series spinning out of the events of the current clone conspiracy storyline. Now, if you know the history of Ben Reilly and you're a Spider-Man fan, you're (laughs) probably grimacing right now. If you don't know, back in the 90s, uh, when Spider-Man kind of went off the rails, there was a storyline in which Peter Parker was replaced by a clone of Peter Parker uh, named Ben Reilly. And he was the Scarlet Spider for a while, and then he became the real Spider-Man when it was revealed that he was actually the real one, and Peter Parker had been the clone for all these years. And it was a really convoluted, messy storyline that went on way too long and was all over the place and really hurt Spider-Man's readership for a really long time. I'm talking it is known as is one of the worst comic crossovers of all time. And when Marvel announced that they were doing a clone conspiracy tie-in, kind of rebooting that whole thing, People were a little scared, and now we're getting the Scarlet Spider. I'm not exactly sure what to think of it. I don't know. I read the first uh, part of the clone conspiracy and uh, wasn't all that into it. They're bringing back a lot of dead characters, and including a surprise one from this week. To, I'm not going to spoil it this week. We'll talk about it next week because it's so fresh. But Yeah. That is uh, where Spider-Man's going. He's got a big movie coming out this year and they're doing a whole lot of things to bring back all these classic characters and someone thought it was a good idea to bring back Ben Reilly. We'll see how that goes. One more bit of Marvel news this week. Launching this very Wednesday in comic book stores. January the 18th, the first issue, if it's on time, is supposed to hit. I believe it is. There's been no evidence to say otherwise. Marvel's Monsters Unleashed miniseries. It's a limited series in which Marvel heroes have to team up to battle classic giant Marvel monsters. Now, through the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and even into some of the 80s, Marvel had these big, giant, crazy monster books and uh, monstrous villains like Fin Fang Foom coming back. They're being risen up out of the ground. They're attacking the Marvel Universe, and of course, there's a mysterious force at play here that the superheroes must team up and find out. Looks like it could be a throwback to classic days of comics. If you like giant monster comics, it's probably a good time to pick up a miniseries. Of course, there's going to be tie-ins and one-shots and specials because what would a comic miniseries be without tie-ins, one-shots, and specials? So, that launches this Wednesday. They're doing a huge bit on it. It was on their calendar. It's been in all of their ads and marketing. Uh, They're they really pushing this one. I'm not sure if it's going to be anything that resonates long-term in the Marvel Universe or if it's just going to be just a fun mini series and then they go on their way. But I guess we're going to start to find out this Wednesday when Monsters Unleashed hits comic book stores near you. So you can check that out if you want. And that, my friends, is here. Yeah. Now to the meat of this episode. I thought it was a good idea. As many of you know, uh, if you listen to this show or you listen to that show, I host a Star Wars family comic book podcast that's coming to the Totally Driven Network called uh, Galactic Clubhouse, and I host it with my daughters. And one of the most popular features on the show... Is our unboxing of uh, the Funko Smuggler's Bounty blind boxes. Now, what these are is they're monthly boxes that you can order. Uh, they're about thirty bucks with with shipping, not bad. And you get a they promise fifty dollars worth of merchandise. And we really like the Star Wars ones. They always come with limited edition pops, exclusive products, uh, fun teasers. Uh, some of the stuff we've gotten has been really cool. Uh, we've got, I've gotten some mugs and plush and pens and luggage tags and just some fun things thrown in there. Well, Fungo also offers comic book-based ones. They offer the Marvel Collector Corps and the DC Legion of Collectors. And I decided I was going to order one of the DC Legion of Collectors boxes because it was promised to be DC Legacy, and it had a lot of the Silver Age – designs of the DC heroes, and Batman 66, uh, the classic Batman TV series, were all involved in the teasers, and that's stuff that I'm really interested in. I love the classic days of the heroes, and um, the fun, campy looks of many of them. Uh, I know, I'm a weird dude. So I ordered it out of excitement, but then in the process, what happened was, and this was really awesome from Funko, they sent anyone who had an active subscription to one of their box services, a free box, a random free box from one of the other services. And as it were, they sent me a Marvel Collector's Core Secret Wars box for free as a Christmas present and a thank you, or a holiday present as they called it, and a thank you for being a subscriber. And the idea is that they hope that you're going to like what's inside and want to start a new subscription or expand your subscription. So... Um, We do this on the show. It's pretty cool. I'm going to do the first one now. We're going to do the Marvel Secret Wars. I was thinking about live feeding this on uh, social media. I'm not sure how it's going to work because I'm going to need two hands and something to hold the camera since I don't have a GoPro or a rigging. So we may have to resort to just some photos posted on social media afterwards. Um, Not sure how it's all going to play out, but... um, here we go. We got the Marvel Collector's Core Secret Wars blind box, uh, as it were. It's a surprise. Now, sometimes Marvel or Funko does spoil the main thing, the pop in here, uh, because they're trying to get the excitement up around the box. Um, I honestly legitimately know absolutely nothing about this Secret Wars box. Uh, it's not one I was into. Uh, I'm more of a DC guy, and I'm certainly a big Star Wars guy, so I follow those boxes. I didn't read the second Marvel Secret Wars, third Marvel, whatever Marvel Secret Wars that this box is based on. Uh, the box is pretty cool. It's your standard size collector box, which is pretty small. Um, it's got Secret Wars emblazed on the on the box, as long as well as a picture of. It looks like the female version of Thor. Um, I'm guessing she played prominently in the mini series. And we're popping it open now. I know you get these boxes inside every one. There is a patch and a pin. It's part of a collector series. Uh, you can display them all, put them all on your denim jackets. Uh, the patch and the pin that comes with everyone, all all three series, it seems, have them because I know DC carries a patch and a pin. Collector's Core, the pin is Iron Man. It is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, we're not going to be able to videotape this, I think. Let's see. Da-da-da. Let's see if we can go live on Instagram as we speak. Can we do it? Put around? No, that's not working. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I don't think it's working. No, it's yeah, I'm gonna be able to Alright, so here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna open up, and we're gonna post the pictures. But the pin is Iron Man. He's all whited out. I think it's Iron Man. He's kind of monochromatic. He's not in his typical red and yellow. Uh it's his face on the button. Pretty cool pin. Uh and on the patch it is the well, it's not the Falcon, it's Captain America. Um, but it's the Falcon is Captain America. Um so our man, and Captain America, on the pins. Uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America, the Falcon, as it were, filling in that role currently. And that is on the patch in the pin. Opening up the box, there's always a t-shirt, and almost always a t-shirt included. It's the Marvel Secret Wars logo, and it has oh, it has Sam Wilson as Captain America, the silver all, oh, silver whitish version of. Iron Man, the female Thor that we talked about, and Miles Morales' Spider-Man. So it seems to be a whole lot of the replacement heroes, um, as they're (laughs) not so affectionately being termed. On the T-shirt, the T-shirts usually have Funko Pop character designs. Most of the time they do, not always. I know with Star Wars they've switched it up from time to time, but... This one is a pop design. It's kind of a recreation of the poster. Done in pop style. It's pretty cool. Uh, If you're into any of these heroes, it'd probably be cooler. Uh, I am not all that familiar. Well, I like the Falcon. Um, I think I like them better as the Falcon. Uh, Miles Morales is okay. It's a cool shirt. Artwork's very good. Next thing up in this box here is a comic book. Well, that's clever. A comic book in a comic book box. Who would have thunk it? This is a Marvel Collectors' Core exclusive variant cover to Secret Wars number one. Um, You know, variant covers are really, really big. This variant cover has the Jill Foster female Thor uh, as a pop. So you know, it's and it says Marvel Collectors' Core right on it. Secret Wars number one um, from Marvel. It's uh, wrapped in a bag with a board attached to the back. Very uh, comic astute. And I guess the only way you can get this particular cover is if you get the collector's core. And there are some variant collectors out there who like to grab all the obscure variants. So this one might be worth a few dollars if you're a collector. Um, If you're a reader, you can just rip it right open and read it. I'm not going to do that now because we're all in the air, and that would be rude. All right. Now, we have two Pops inside. Uh, the first one, probably the one that everybody knows about because it, she's on the cover. She's on the comic. She's on the T-shirt. And she's in the Pop. It's Thor, Secret Wars, Final Bobblehead. It is the female Thor. Interesting. Jane Foster, the female Thor. In the comics currently, uh, you know her, and if you just know the movies and the television shows, as Thor's long-suffering girlfriend, who somehow manages to pick up the hammer during Secret Wars and become the new Thor, she's in one of the two Thor books out now. Really cool-looking pop, uh, some silver deco for the armor. She's got her hammer. Uh, pretty cool design, lots of detail-oriented. That's very, very interesting. She's number 97, if you're keeping count. I don't know if uh, that ties into her specific number in the Marvel or if it's the 97th Collector's Core pop. I couldn't tell you for sure. And there's one more pop in here. Uh keeping in the theme of what they're doing. The next pop is Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Spider Man at that. Uh, it says exclusive, which, you know, a little surprising that uh, they would save Miles Morales, a fairly popular character, for an exclusive, but it's a cool way to get you to order this box. He's a dark blue with his red webbing, his Spider Man eyes, but he still has the two little Pop eyes included. They're just painted white. Uh, neat looking Pop. Miles Morales, he's been in the animation. He's been in, obviously, all the comics. They, uh rumored that he's going to be involved in the movies at some point, but that's been rumored on and off for a while. So a cool pop. Uh, yeah, a really cool box. If you're into uh, the current Marvel, or if you were a fan of the Secret War series, I imagine this was really, really cool. Um, like I said, I haven't read it. So I was a little behind, but let me for free. This is a really, really awesome thing. Um, it's a cool box. It's full with cool Spider-Man and Thor Cap. Uh, they must have all played big roles, and they've all spun out into big roles in the Marvel Universe since then. So that's cool. Uh, pretty exciting box. Like I said, you can get it. It's probably still available. You can order past boxes from the Collectors Core website, uh, Marvel probably CollectorsCore.com. I know each individual collection group has their own website. So, let me see if there's... actually I'm actually true on that one. They put their stuff on the box. Da, 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 da. You can go to... Yes, you... I don't know. You can go to facebook.com slash originalfunco or on twitter.com slash collectorscore and they will probably give you more than enough links to the website if I am wrong, but it should be collectorscore.com. So... That's the Marvel box. Uh, pretty cool. If you're, it's like getting a, a, a present. <laughs> Every other month they ship, so it's not overly taxing it's, um, unless you get all kinds of different ones. Uh, like I said, this one was a bonus, so I wasn't planning on doing it, uh, but I did because uh, I got a fun thing out of it. Filming pictures posted up uh, throughout the day on this one, and the next one, of course, is the DC Legacy Box, which I've got to pay some bills, so we're going to take a commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to do the
0: DC Legacy Box, the one I'm really excited about.
1: See in 317.
0: Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is a perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right, you can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap, it's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5 inch by 11 inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults, and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www. Etsy.com forward shop forward letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our stores voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook. All right,
1: folks, welcome back to Mavericks Comic Roundup here on... Totally driven entertainment network. And it's time, as it were, for the second unboxing, the one I had planned, um, this is the DC Legion of Collectors Collector Core. I'm sorry, Collectors Core was Marvel. Legion of Collectors is uh the DC version of the same box. Um so I have that one now. This is the one I ordered because, like I said, it was exciting. It had a lot of Silver Age uh, stuff, Plastic Man, Swamp Thing, characters that you don't see a lot in, in collector's form. Uh, so I have that box right in front of me. For a comparison's sake, this one's a little bit longer than the Marvel box, and um, they're about the same.
0: Um, yeah,
1: but that does change. The one thing I've noticed from the Smuggler's Bounty that I get regularly is that the boxes will change based on what's inside. So this might just have something out of ordinary. doesn't mean that there's more stuff in the DC. doesn't mean that there's less stuff. And, you know, sometimes it changes up. Handful of items. Let's dig into it now. Um, Popping open, I'm really excited. Uh, On the inside of the box is some classic, very classic, old-school Silver Age artwork, Batman and Robin, Dick Grayson Robin in his short pants. Which is making a comeback thanks to the Lego Batman movie, Plastic Man, Superman, Aquaman. Really cool, old-school designs of those characters. Uh, The Marvel one had reprints right from the Secret Wars comic. I should have commented on that. But The patch is Green Arrow, and it's Green Arrow with the (laughs) little Robin Hood hat with the feather in it. And his his fun Van Dyke mustache with his little domino mask, the way I've known him since I was little. Um, The way he appeared for a long time before the Longbow Hunters put him in a hood. Uh, Very cool. Uh, Very stylish. Very 70s and 80s. Uh, Really cool. I like that patch. Like I said, I'm a DC guy, and I was really excited about this, so I might be a little more excited about that. But uh, that's how I roll. You guys are all entitled to your opinions. The pin is Swamp Thing. Really awesome picture of the Swamp Thing. Now, these pins, uh, the Marvel and the EC, do differ in design than the Star Wars one slightly. So it looks like they each have their own individual setup. how they do it. There's no DC logo on the Legion of Collectors pin. I don't know if that's a new thing or an every month thing. The Marvel one does have Marvel Collectors Core in a circle. It's set up similar to how Star Wars does it, just different shapes. Um, I'm wondering if Star Wars do have a uniformity to them, so it's you can kind of display them all together. I don't know if the same can be true about Legion of Collectors and Collectors Core though, but I imagine at least I imagine the Marvel ones would, because they look like it's a uniform setup. This looks a little different, though, the Legion of Collectors. Green and uh, Swamp Thing with a yellow background. The old Swamp Thing logo. Pretty cool. So we got Swamp Thing and right Green now, right off the bat in their, in their classic looks. Um, really cool stuff. Get some pictures of these, too, so I can put up on the site. And I don't really have a plan for the patches. I have a pile of Star Wars patches that I currently... Uh, need a home for, and I have uh, a pin board for superhero pins, so I think Swampy and Iron Man might join them. Popping open the box now, getting into it. All right, you can tell this is a newer box because you get the card with it. Um, All the newer boxes come with a card that tells you how things were made and what's kind of in size, some details about it. I am not going to look at the other side of it. Uh, it also advertises that the March leg- Legion of Collectors box is going to be Superman-based, which should be kind of exciting for fans, because up until the Legacy box, almost all the boxes have had to do with man in some way. Villains of Gotham, uh, Batman movies, uh, or the Batman versus Superman movie, I should say. Um, I think they had- Women of the DC Universe was another one, so it not- hasn't all been Batman, but... One thing I read online when I was researching these is there's people who want less Batman in these boxes and, and more variety, which, you know, if you're not a Batman fan, I understand that. But I think Batman is still the character in DC Universe who sells all the bacon, as it were, or makes all the bacon. Whatever that old-fashioned pun is that I can't remember off the top of my head. All right, there's a comic in this one, too. It is Adventure Comics starring Aquaman. Uh, Aquaman 452 on the cover is Aquaman being, as a pop, recreated the cover. I'm pretty sure I've seen this cover before. It's Aquaman tied up by sea monsters, Black Manta standing triumphantly. And if I remember my comic book history, and I'm actually going to cheat for a hot second, 452 featuring Aqualad and Black Manta alongside Aquaman. All right. I didn't know if it was a significant issue that they reprinted or just a classic, and I'm going to have to look back on that. Um, When I post the pictures, uh, I will let you know the significance of it because it seems random that they would just pick a comic. But I think something important happens here, and I'm not going to get into what just yet just in case. So cool. Uh, Pop recreated cover, uh, another variant of a comic that probably didn't have a variant. It's kind of neat, Adventure Comics starring Aquaman, back when uh, many, many moons ago. That's a cool cover, though. All right, T-shirt time. I see – oh, wait. Who's? Oh, this is kind of cool. I'm opening this right up. <laughs> the T-shirt in this month is Ace the Bad Hound. <laughs> cool gray ringer tee. Uh, it's got black on the ringers, and it's got Ace the Bat-Hound. Now, Ace the Bat-Hound in this one is based on the DC superhero crypto show that they had a couple years ago. Um, it's a more modern version, but we haven't seen Ace the bat I mean, he's got the, the, the collar that's the utility belt and the black cow. This is a cool shirt. I don't foresee lots of people <laughs> rocking this one, uh, the streets, so... It'll definitely be a novelty thing when people see me wearing it because I am going to wear it, possibly today. Uh, cool shirt. Uh, he's in the bat. Oh, that's something, something you don't expect. He's not a Funko Pop because, to my knowledge, they've not done a Funko Pop of Ace the Bat Hound. Um, <laughs> nor do I think they. Do. Well, who knows? They've done a lot. They did the Golden Girls. And they may do Ace the Bat Hound. Um, that's awesome. Novel. See, like I say, you never really know what you're getting out of all these. Um, surely I was not expecting Ace the Bat Hound, although they did advertise crypto. So maybe the Super Pets was something that uh, they wanted to incorporate now. Oh, wow. I don't even know what to get into first. This is cool. There's two really, really cool things in here. Um, let's, I guess, do the pop last since that's the main event. Uh, there's another item in here. It's really awesome! Wow, Batman and Robin, uh, classic look. Batman's got the blue with the oval uh, around the bat chest, the blue costume, oval. And you've got Dick Grayson as Robin, salt and pepper shakers. Um, this is—I've not gotten salt and pepper shakers in a Funko box before. Uh, these I've gotten mugs and stuff like this. This is really cool. Uh, I love the look. I love that it's old-school Batman. It's uh, the Batman I grew up with, so he's got a sentimental thing to it. Batman and Robin. Dick Grayson. You see almost no Dick Grayson stuff, except now that the Lego movies, you're seeing the new version of Dick Grayson with the goggles and the goofiness. But almost all the products now have uh, Damien or some version of Tim Drake. But this is neat. Yeah. Batman salt and pepper shakers. That's pretty cool. They're going to have a display. I have a little collection of uh, Disney character salt and pepper shakers uh, in my dining room. I think Batman may have to invade there. And that's, you know, exclusive to the DC Legion of Collectors. I don't know if they've, I know they've done salt and pepper shakers before. I imagine they've done some sort of Batman. Maybe they've done a different Robin or a Joker or, you know, maybe Superman from Batman versus Superman. But this one's exclusive to this. The only way you can get it. Legion of Collectors. And the pop! This is one of the coolest pops they have ever done. And I say that... um, These guys do such a great job on these pops. If you're a pop fun go collector, Uh, you know what I'm talking about. If not, you've probably seen them everywhere in the store. They're the weird little bobbleheads with the dotted eyes. The pop inside is Plastic Man. And this is the first time they promised they had never before produced a Plastic Man pop. Um, or, well, who the pop. They said the pop was going to be never before produced. And they're correct. There's never been a Plastic Man pop. He is, the body is awesome. He's stretched out. He's got a giant hand. He's got uh, – his, his Plastic Man abilities are on display full out. A number 165 for the DC superhero line is Plastic Man, exclusive to the Legion of the Collectors. It's got a sticker, as does the Batman salt and pepper shakers that say. They came right out of there. So if you're keeping track, this is really cool. Um, love it. You don't see anything Plastic Man anymore. So the fact that they, they reached back and did Plastic Man for the pop, I think most of the collectors will be excited about this. And he's really awesome looking. A really fun character from the Golden Age or the Silver Age of comics uh, – of course, now that fun, goofy superheroes are passe, except for me, who's bringing us all back. Uh, I think um, this will be—if you're a Silver Age, uh, Golden Age comic book fan—you'd appreciate this pop. I think I'm going to pop them right up there next to my Space Ghost pop, they see in the pals. So that is the DC Legion of Collectors box. Um, I'm—I really like it. I think. The one thing you can tell already just from the two boxes being together is they're subjective. If it's a topic you're into, then um, it could be a really, really fun box. I know there's boxes I've passed on in the past because it's not a topic I've been into. We see some of that with Star Wars, uh, the Rogue One box that came out for Smuggler's Bounty. Uh, My girls weren't as excited about because they really didn't know anything about the movie since it hadn't hit yet. Uh, they were very excited about Jin Erso being a pop, though, because it was a girl and they liked the Star Wars girls. Um, having not read Secret Wars and not being a big fan of most of those characters, I really appreciate everything that was in it. It's really cool, but it doesn't get me nearly as excited as this stuff, which is a big box of stuff I grew up on for the most part. Um, so you keep an eye out. If you're right, Some people do get them every month. If you do every month and you pay in advance, they send you bonus things all the time, and Just even if you uh, are a regular subscriber, they occasionally send you free stuff, like a free box. So like I said, there are $30 every other month. I think they have Marvel and DC rotating, so you can do each one and get one every month. Or you can pick and choose and get the boxes you want. Most of them are available still, older boxes. um, They've got some really great stuff in some of those boxes. So I really enjoyed it. I don't know that I'm going to get the Superman box or continue with the Collector's Core box. I may pick out – pick and choose as they go forward, and if you listen to Galactic Clubhouse, when it comes to the network, you'll hear the regular unboxing of Smuggler's Bounty, though, because that is something that's going to continue on the air. So that is our – Special feature on unboxing the Funko's collector's cords. I think they do a great job of getting exclusive and fun products into everybody's hand every month. Uh, Hopefully you'll be enticed to check them out. I'm going to post pictures on the Facebook and the Instagram throughout the day. Uh, I anticipate it maybe next time we do this or if we do it again, I'll have someone help out with the videotaping so we can actually get it on the air like I intended. But, you know, these are a live and learn kind of thing. I've never tried anything like this. Solo. Usually I've got a couple of uh, co-hosts helping me out. So that's it for the Funko Unboxing. Let's move on to the Six Shooter.
0: All
1: right, folks, it's time once again for the Six Shooter. If you're new to the show or have just never made it this far into it, the Six Shooter is my weekly pick of six comic books that were released this week. Sometimes we switch it up, but usually it's six comics released this week that I had a chance to read, and I think you should too, and here's why. Now, I'm not saying they're the best comics they were out. They were just ones that I thought were worth noting, things that I think you should check out, things I was excited about, and that's the fun of comics is that there's something for everybody. And I do try to showcase things, but um, we always get into other things. So let's get into the six-shooter. My first pick for the six-shooter this week from DC Comics, Titans number seven. Not Teen Titans, Titans. Uh, Titans has been a, a book that I was excited about when they relaunched Rebirth because they were characters I loved, the George Perez, um, Mark Wolfman Teen Titans series, and the, anytime they bring those characters together or some version of the Teen Titans, the original Teen Titans together, I get excited. The first story arc was okay, but this one seems to be going in a new direction. Uh, the new story arc started with number seven. And in this one, if you're following the Rebirth Universe, it could have important repercussions. We don't know what yet. Wally West, who's been time displaced, he's one of the only people who remember the original DC Universe. He's from that universe. He meets Superman, who's also from that universe and time displaced, and they kind of have a a meeting of the minds, uh, compare a few notes, uh, and it's just actually just good to see somebody you know after you think your whole world's been uh, you lost it for whatever reason. Uh, They also get into the building of the new Titans Tower, which is a huge part of Titans lore. Uh, So if you're an old-school Titans fan, uh, it's great to see most of these characters are are back, even though they are newer versions of them and there's different things going on. But Nightwing and Arsenal and Donna Troy, Aqualad, Lilith, and of course The Flash, Wally West, are all back together. Uh, There's also teasing Bumblebee and... I'm sure we'll be seeing her before long, and of course, Mal Duncan, her long-suffering husband/slash boyfriend. So, Titans number seven, two ninety-nine from DC Comics on sale now. If you're into the Teen Titans of old, or if you've read Teen Titans Go and you want to see, actually, I think only, yeah, only Nightwing from that group. Dick Grayson is the Robin on Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. Interesting. So, yeah, maybe not if you're in the Teen Titans Go. My next pick is one of the big, big books this week. A lot of people were buzzing about it. Um, it, it was a surprising announcement when it came out, uh, and it finally hit stores today. Justice League crosses over with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in Justice League Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number one. And that's a, a joint <laughs> book from DC and, and Boom Studios. Um the Power Rangers are battling Lord Zed, and it causes a dimensional rift, as these things happen to do, and puts them into a confrontation with the Justice League. And of course, in standard comic book crossover etiquette was applied. There was a battle between the two hero teams, a misunderstood battle. And uh, then they started to get to the crust of things, except the, the crazy last part of this battle, a uh, funny line to tie things up, You see some of the Justice League, you see Batman, Flash, and Cyborg involved with the Power Rangers, Lord Zed, Alpha, seems like uh, Hack, I think his name, the Black Ranger, is playing pivotal to the plot in this one, um, as he feels responsible for the screw-up that led to all this. It was your typical crossover super world book. You know, you had the weird thing that brought the universes together, the misunderstanding. Um, If you like these characters, you'll enjoy the book. A lot of people were buzzing about it because it was something so different. It'll be interesting to see the tone they take because the Justice League has been considerably darker than the Power Rangers. Even though the Power Rangers is a much more mature look at the Power Rangers, it's not as goofy as it sounds on paper if you've been reading the Power Rangers comic book. So that came out today. I did not jot the cover price down in my notes, but I think it was 3 or four ninety-nine, and is available everywhere in many, many covers. Uh, they did a bunch of variants on this one um, with different Power Ranger members fighting different Justice League members. So you can find, hopefully, your favorite matchup there and uh, take it home and give it a read. My next pick this week is my favorite book of the week, Guardians of the Galaxy number 16. Now, I love the Guardians movie. I have not really read a lot of the Guardians comic books because they were so not related to to what I liked in the movie, but it seems like they're making a turn like they do with the Defenders. They're making the Guardians of the Galaxy a little more accessible to fans of the movies. They're leaking the roster to reflect that. And uh, this one, uh, from Marvel Comics, they're doing a storyline where the the Guardians are grounded, as it were, to Earth. In the end of Civil War II, their ship blew up. So Star-Lord and Rocket and Groot and company are all stranded on Earth and have had a falling out. They're not even together. There was a – Star-Lord was keeping a secret. It caused a lot of things to blow up, and they all kind of went their separate ways while they're stuck on Earth. And um, this week we saw two books from the Guardians world. You saw number two, A Rocket Raccoon, where you dealt with him stranded on Earth. But the the Guardians book itself has been taking uh, one-shot directions of what the characters are doing. And this one was Groot, but what made it so much fun was the fact that since it was Groot, and he essentially only says, I am Groot, in a really abstract way, writer Michael Bendis uh, took the book, and I believe it was Bendis, yeah, and he did it in the, he told the story in the context of a Dr. Seuss book. A very earth thing, you got to know about Groot and and how he feels about the environment and about characters and how he's really kind of nonviolent, but he sometimes has to do things to help people. Uh, It's done as a, but it's not done like a kiddie way. It's done in rhymes and it's done, and the illustrations kind of a tweaked version of Dr. Seuss-type thing. It's still done in comic book art. Um, and it's adventure of Groot through, uh, as he settles into the park, uh, he, they told him so he wouldn't be you know, hunted and ostracized that he should just kind of sit in the park and be a tree. And he does that, but of course being Groot, he can't stop helping people, and it's the craziness that ensues when a giant tree stands up in the middle of Central Park and starts helping people. Uh, and it's done in, in with Dr. Seuss writing, and it's just a, really a funny caught me by surprise book. Uh, just an amazing thing. I really enjoyed it. Guardians of the Galaxy, number 16, $3.99 from Marvel Comics. It, it had the same kind of strange, wacky fun that the movies had. Um, and I've really enjoyed that. And Star-Lord and Rocket Raccoon so far have been a great uh, relaunch of the Guardians. As they get together in the, uh, coming this spring, right, I guess around as they start the hype for the movie, they're going to be bringing them all together in a new series that's going to feature just the Guardians that were in the movie, because Venom and The Thing and other characters have been flying around with them. But they're going to streamline, like I said, the roster and get ready for a a push for the Guardians. People don't like that they're making the comic books in vain of the movies, but I I think it's a great way to get those fans reading comics, uh, especially because Marvel's having comic readership issues, it seems. Um, A lot of their storylines have kind of gone off the rails. A lot of people are unhappy with the direction they're going. Not everybody, of course, but uh, I'm hearing a growing dissension similar to what was happening before the New 52 launch where people were just having trouble keeping up with everything and uh, their deadlines were a mess. But uh, I really like the direction they're doing with the Guardians. I like what they're doing with the Defenders. So hopefully it's the start of something with Marvel where they kind of uh, get themselves... uh, in a specific direction and keep going. The Champions book has been good. So they're doing a lot of good stuff right now. It's just kind of being blurred with the, the mega crossovers that people are uh, frustrated with what happened with Civil War and stuff like that. Another book, another Marvel book on the list, uh, my number four pick is Occupy Avengers number 3 ninety nine from Marvel Comics. I reviewed number one a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and there will be a review of Guardians of the Galaxy 16 uh, coming this week. I they started it, I just have to finish it. I know I've been a little off on my uh, reviews; they're going to get better, I promise you. It's just this new schedule with new shows and new appearances. I've gotten suddenly a lot busier than I expected, and uh, I just have to get back uh, on a on a new schedule. So, Occupy Avengers number three, three ninety nine from Marvel Comics. Hawkeye and Red Wolf enlist the help of Nighthawk, who begrudgingly helps since he apparently is like so many people and have a problem with Hawkeye. Uh, His partner Tilda is the one they really need as they investigate mysterious findings, which leads to a really big surprising reveal, but it's really not. The the end page was like, whoa! But once you read it, it makes total sense and you know where they're going with it. Um, this is a pretty cool book. I like street-level heroes. I like the idea of these Avengers-type characters, even though Red Wolf uh, time-displaced sheriff kind of guy, but they get no superpowers, and they're just going out there and trying to help the little guy. Um, like I said, when I reviewed the first one, the title's kind of dopey, but it's a better book than the, the title deserves. Uh, I like Hawkeye and Red Wolf as they try to do the right thing. Nighthawk, uh, who's kind of a... Uh, mm, he started as a Batman pastiche, I guess, and he's now like a cartoon character version of that. With the... So, you know, I wasn't all too thrilled with him, but Tilda was very interesting. Uh, first time I'd seen come across her. Uh, I think she'll make a – I hope they keep her in the series because she's a, <laughs> quite a wild card, especially when it comes into Red Wolf, is much more reserved. So uh, a fun book. Interesting, a real surprise twist at the end. Uh, Like I said, it's not really a surprise twist, but it's just fun to see these characters, especially in the costumes they were wearing. So Occupy Avengers 399 from Marvel Comics, and that's issue number three is in stores this week. Uh, The next pick of my six-shooter, Jessica Jones number four. Uh, Jessica Jones of the Defenders fame has got in her own series. They're trying to bring it back. I read the first issue, the first two issues. I kind of glanced over two and three, but I read one. It really looked like they were taking Jessica back to a really tragic, harsh place to where, when they introduced the character. And uh, she had come so far in uh, her characterization as far as Marvel went in the last couple of years as they made her a a wife and a mother and an Avenger and a I think they wanted to bring her back to the grittiness and the street levelness of the character, and they had done that so much in one where it was just like, what happened? They, they dropped you in the middle of a whole lot of crap that had happened to her, and, and you now they're playing catch up to what happened. But this one, there was a big, big left turn, and um, a series changer and, and a character changer when you when you read it, and it was like, wow. And it really changes Jessica Jones in a a profound way, I think, uh, as a character, and gives her so much more depth and strength as a character. And I'm not going to get into a whole lot of what it is. Uh, Let's just say she's estranged from Luke Cage. Uh, Misty Knight, who's a friend of Luke Cage, if you've seen the series, is hunting her because she's got their child hidden from him. And uh, she's been to prison and there's a whole lot of stuff she's kind of been ostracized and that the, the book is really strong in that it's got a lot of that personal stuff the conflict of the of the split marriage and the Luke cage trying to find out what happened and him dealing with the emotions around it and her you know harboring an enormous secret which goes even bigger after this issue it's a surprisingly stronger series than i had given it credit for in the beginning i thought at first they just went oh they just wanted to make her a broken mess again, and they did all this stuff to her, and then I was like, wow, after this one. So Jessica Jones, number 4 ninety nine from Marvel. Jessica Jones will play a part in The Defenders, and she's got her own Netflix series that you can watch now that was very different than her comic book persona for a while, but uh, still an awesome watch and a really awesome, awesome read. My number six book, Poe Dameron. Number 10, Um, I'm a Star Wars comic book fan. The Poe hasn't been my favorite, favorite series, but I like the idea of what they were doing here. Um, He's being hunted by a a First Order uh, fanatic and his army of troopers, and he's kind of stranded, and the only help he's got, essentially, in this one is BB-8 and C-3PO, two of my favorite droid characters. So this one definitely it's picking up as he's being hunted, and there's always some crazy things going on in it. And it's nice to see them fleshing out. Most of the Star Wars comic books have been dealing with characters in the original trilogy, uh, most of the stories. I think there's only been one story so far, and that was the Obi-Wan and Anakin miniseries that did anything outside of uh, the original trilogy. And now, of course, they're doing a Darth Maul one, but Poe Dameron is the only book outside of the tie-in book that they did so that's uh in the current trilogy of issues so you get to see more of poe dameron what he's about um as he's on a hunt it's actually a bit of a prequel to the force awakens he's on a hunt to find tor sun Lecca and get the information that he got in the beginning of uh force awakens and um it, it's kind of his adventures as a pilot and of course CD-8 and C-3PO and other characters from the movies, uh, Black Squadron, his crew, all take part in it. Um, like I said, it's a, it's a decent book. Uh, Charles Soule writes it. It's pretty fun. If you like Star Wars and you're interested more as we get closer to Episode 8 this uh, December, I imagine this, they're going to amp the action in that book considerably. But Ho number 10, $3.99 from Marvel Comics, wraps up my six-shooter for this week. So that's it. Six comics I think you should check out this week. There are so many more out there in stores, so check them out today. This episode of Maverick's Comic Roundup, it's time to get into all the things you need to pay attention to. Um, First things first, this – today. I mentioned it last week. I wanted to – if you're in the Philadelphia area, get on out to Ontario Street Comics – Today is the Superheroes Read 2 initiative photo shoot. It's where they want cosplayers are going to be out there reading comics and doing a photo shoot, uh, encouraging kids to read comics, encouraging you to get out there and read comics. Unfortunately, I have a prior engagement this afternoon. I have Autumn's birthday party, and I've got to go out and host. Happy birthday, Autumn. So I'm not going to be able to make this one. I'm hoping to get out there in the future and hopefully even have Joshua on the show to talk about the initiative. Uh, but get out there to Ontario Street Comics. Whether you're a cosplayer or you're just wanting to have your picture taken for the shoot or check out some superheroes, it is the place to be today. So thanks for the tip on that. Uh, Get out there. It's going to be cool. Um, We'll talk about it more uh, hopefully in the coming weeks. That's at 11 to 3 today at Ontario Street Comics, Superheroes Read 2 Initiative. So. That's about all that. Let's get into uh, the end-of-show plugs. Yeah, for information on this show, my upcoming appearances, which there are plentiful. I'm adding to the calendar this week. A couple more appearances have popped up. My blog, which will be restarting very soon, and more. Check out
0: mavericksroundup.com.
1: You can also follow me on social media at Mavericks Roundup on Instagram and at Mavericks Comic Roundup on Facebook. Pictures from the unboxing will be there today. And now we're even on Snapchat, even though it's been slow rolling on Snapchat, I admit, Mavs Roundup, M-A-V-S Roundup. You can read my weekly comic book reviews on the Totally Driven Entertainment Network at TotallyDrivenTV.com for my comic book reviews for the Comic Universe store. Go to their Facebook page, at Comic Universe. You can also follow my kids and Family Star Wars podcast, Galactic Clubhouse, that I host with my daughters coming soon to Totally Driven. We'll have it in the next couple weeks. We're working out the details that will be announced. And that will actually be – you can go to at Galactic Clubhouse on Facebook, Facebook and Instagram to follow that. And now I've got to add to my show, in the show plugs because I'm back on Friday nights. Uh, Every Friday night, LAW Retro Wrestling Hour, an hour of Liberty All-Star Wrestling news and old-school wrestling conversations. Uh, Unfortunately, I have been saddlebagged with H.W. Star as a co-host for that show, and uh, hopefully we'll iron out the bugs (laughs) and we'll get a much smoother show going for you. Maybe I'll even get a better co-host, and we'll get back to the coolness that is talking about old-school wrestling and stuff that's going on for Liberty All-Star Wrestling. Um, my exploits in the ring have uh, picked up a little bit. I've got a couple shows coming up, February 4th and April 1st. Now, you can follow us. Check those out. On, uh, I'm also going to be at the Comic Universe in Folsom on February 18th and May 6th. So, a bunch of stuff coming up. Uh, hopefully, you'll get out there and check it out. Send your pictures to Mavericks Comic Roundup. I want to see your artwork. I want to see what your kids are doing. I want to see the superhero stuff out there, guys. Send it in there. Mav at mavericksroundup.com is the email address. You can send me a JPEG. You can also post it to the Mavericks Comic Roundup Facebook wall. And if you do, we're going to tag it and with just a first name and an age, uh, maybe where you're from if you're so inclined. And we're going to use it in the – if you're listening to me now, you see there's a slideshow presentation. Uh, we're going to put it in the slideshow. We're going to feature it on the social media. And uh, who knows? You may even get a prize or something out of it. Uh, secret Code is coming this February. You can join the posse. There will be a secret code at the end of this show. And then you can win prizes. So fun stuff coming up for Mavericks Comic Roundup in 2017, as I said before. I'm so excited to be doing all this stuff. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. Get out there and listen to some more Totally Driven shows. Uh, Great lineup of shows now. You've got wrestling. You've got music. You've got pop culture. You've got comic books. Get out there and listen to them all. TotallyDrivenTV.com will have the complete listing of shows. Next week, one of the Posse members will be back as Princess Maria comes to discuss Dancers Read Dance Class. We keep moving along that series. Uh, We got another graphic novel in, and we'll be reviewing that. So until then, check out... I already said all that, didn't I? So I can just wrap up the show. Happy trails, folks!